I was just checking. Uh, so you said 30 million. 30 million. If you had said M. like 30,000, I would have been like, wow, that's a lot of birds. 30 million. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 611 here on this Friday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. Today is. Military Spouse Appreciation Day. Okay, a little Wisconsin's morning news flyover. For the spouses. For the husbands, the wives, the partners of our armed forces. One of the most important things I've learned over the years, Eric, in speaking you know, through work oftentimes with so many of our military families is we rightly honor our troops and we do that pretty well now. But let us not forget the heroes at home. Because they take on everything else. Right. Mom's deployed, dad's deployed, and the other one's just here doing mm-hmm. everything by him or herself, right? All of the stuff, becoming maybe a single parent in some situations. And that's tough. And they're not a lot of flag waving for them, right? Not a lot of parades for them. There are important support networks, but they're easily forgotten. And sure. we can't, which is what today is about. So hero treatment for all of them today. A day for... Everyone, we appreciate you and the important work that you do. Also, it is National Police Week coming up next week in a time in Washington and back here at home where we honor law enforcement officers who've been killed in the line of duty. Very special tribute takes place this weekend already at police departments and memorials. A lone bagpiper will play just before midnight Saturday. From Coleman to Racine. And uh, all parts in between. Gary Byers of the Greater Milwaukee Fire and Police Pipes and Drums. He's organized this effort across the state, including at least 20 pipers who will play those solemn notes Saturday night. The piper plays Amazing Grace three times, two times standing still and one time as a walk away. It just culminates with, with the promise that we told, we tell everybody, we will never forget the fallen. The National Police Week next week, the Lone Pipers Saturday at places all across Wisconsin. 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 2023 Packers schedule is official. The Packers will open up at Chicago in Week 1 down there against Justin Fields and the Bears. A fifth straight season opener on the road. The home opener will be Week 3 against the New Orleans Saints. And Green Bay gets a bye week in Week 6. It has been three years in waiting for quarterback Jordan Love who will be on the national stage a total of six times this season. And even he admitted he wondered if he would ever be the quarterback number one in Titletown. I mean, I'll admit, I think the hardest time was when he re-signed the contract last year. It was kind of like, okay, well, where do we go from here? Um, what do I do? Um, and I think I, you know, just sat back, kind of thought to myself, and just came back with the approach, like, let's just go ball out, try and become the best version of myself, and I can't really control what happens after that. So for the complete Packers schedule, check out our story over on WTMJ.com. 
The Milwaukee Brewers are back in action tonight. The crew is 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, including dropping the last two out of three at home to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Brewers starter Wade Miley, despite the sluggish streak here for the Brew crew, has seen enough to know this team isn't ready to lead the panic in the clubhouse. We go through ups and downs, like you said. It's just uh, sticking with it, um, trying not to get too down. Understand it. We play 162 for a reason, so uh, we're going to get hot again, and it's going to be fun again, so we just need to relax. Um, I always tell people we're going to win 50 and lose 50. It's the other 62 that, that kick in. The Brewers do begin a three-game series tonight against the Kansas City Royals. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start for the Brewers. Our coverage begins right here on WTMJ at 635. And finally, playoff hockey is back in Milwaukee following the thrilling five-game series win over the Manitoba Moose in the Central Division semifinals. The Admirals two-on-one. Sanford, right circle. Backhand. Score! Spencer Stasny! Spencer Stasny scores with 26.8 to go! Spencer Stasny in his hometown. The puck drops tonight at 7 p.m. over at the UWM Panther Arena as the Milwaukee Admirals will play host to the Texas Stars in round two of the Calder Cup playoffs. The Admirals will also host game two on Saturday at the same location, the UWM Panther Arena, and they head down to Texas after that game two as they host as they will host games, the final three games, if necessary, in the best of five series. Folks don't know, Brandon also produces the show for Steve Scafidi, and we got one more day to get these uh, entries in. We do. For the Salute to Service. WTMJ's Salute to Service is presented by Educators Credit Union, and we're looking for servicemen or women who are deserving of this award, but you got to nominate them. And you do it on our website, WTMJ.com. You fill out a form explaining why you know someone who deserves recognition. What are we looking for here? Police, firefighters, nurses. Docs, doctors, all the above. So registration ends today, May 12th. So make sure you get your nominations in if there's someone special that you think is deserving of this award. It's Steve Scafidi's Salute to Service right here on WTMJ. Coming up next, have you noticed this happening out in the work world? Everybody's looking for help, help wanted, help wanted, help wanted. You're out there looking for a job, applying, 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 and you don't even hear back. It's happening. We'll tell you why. And if you're out there looking for work, what you need to do to make sure that your resume is at the top of the pile. That's next. At 622 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Friday, Herbie mentioned it as we were going to break, how so many people are having this experience. And we were on top of this. We were leading on this issue here on Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric. You're having this issue with your kids not getting calls back, right? Yeah, so whether you got kids looking for that summer job or whether you're someone out there looking for a second job or changing careers or whatever it may be, a lot of you may be experiencing this. In fact, when we talked about it last week, we heard from a lot of people who called in and texted saying, yes, this is happening to me or to my kids or people that I know. Everybody's got a help wanted sign out, right? We're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. So people go, they hand in their application, maybe they even talk to someone, and then crickets. Right. They just don't hear back. And so we wondered, was, is this just something that's in a small circle here? No, it's, it's actually happening. So many organizations are hiring. There's so much going on in organizations that they, they don't take the time to provide a good candidate experience. And it's not because they don't want to. I just think they're so bogged down with so much going on. But candidate experience in organizations is really 
not good. So that's our guy, Mike Grubich. He is president and managing partner at LAK Group. I've talked about them before. They're a business consulting firm. So they're out there in the employment sector. They help people in the hiring process. They have a lot of leadership initiatives and Mm -hmm. other things. So they consult with big companies. They also work with employees. How can I be a better worker? How can I help define my career? All of these things. So they know what's up. And you've heard me working with Mike, LAK Group, one of our partners here at WTMJ. So I wanted to get with him more on what they are seeing out there. And he did confirm that hiring, even though a lot of places need people, it remains a real challenge for them. And I did say, I'm like, is this deliberate? Like, are they just trying not to? He goes, I don't think it is. They want to hire people. There's just something gumming up the system and they're overwhelmed. So, okay, fine. What if you're like my kids, you're looking for that summer job or if you're out there in the workplace, even in a white collar professional world, and you're not hearing back from places? Just because you filled something out online and filled an application, don't assume that it's going to get queued into someone's priority in their, e- their inbox. Call, stop in, let them know that you filled out an application. A lot of places on the service side will talk to you right there. So don't just don't wait. Be proactive and take the initiative in that. Don't wait for someone to get back to you. Now, how about in the corporate world? Does the same thing sort of apply? Or uh, you can be overly annoying in the corporate world, right? No, you can't, you can't be overly annoying. Great. I, I don't think you can be. It's, you know, it, you want to be appropriate with how you respond. Don't send a note every day, but it's fine to reach out, you know, be proactive on it, whether it be corporate service, any kind of job. I think it's important to do that. Just, you know, do it appropriately. So appropriately, like what, what Mike's saying is, and you've hired people before. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You don't want to hear from them every day. <laughs> Mailbox. Right, yep. Full. <laughs> exactly. So what he's saying is, I mean, don't badger them, but make sure that you let them know that you're still out there and that you're still interested. You force them to have to deal with you. Mm-hmm. And move your stuff to the top of the pile because otherwise it just has a tendency to get lost. So stay aggressive out there if you're looking for a job. Now, what if you're on the employment side? You're a hiring manager. You're in HR. Grubich here from LAK Group says you want to pay attention to this process and it matters even for the people who you don't end up hiring. Candidate experience, uh, companies need to be careful because it has a huge impact on your employment brand and it'll get around quick and people will avoid coming to your organization if the word on the street is is that you're you're not attentive to needs or you're you're disconnected or, or don't communicate effectively. It, it, it has a negative impact on your brand. That's for real. Because I know like my kids talk, they talk to other kids and they know like, oh yeah, we put our apps in, they never got yeah, back. Don't bother. Us. Don't bother here. Yep. Right. And if there was some reason that you weren't getting back to people, like that gets out. And so even if it's people that you're not going to hire, try to keep that person in a, you know, a respectful process mm-hmm. so that they give you good word of mouth. And I'll mention a piece of business news here as well. LAK Group just announced that it's entering into a formal partnership with Spano Pratt. Now, that's an executive search firm. They work primarily with nonprofits and they hire top level talent. And that stuff is pretty important as well. We've talked about this. We both focus on high level services. We are both focused on helping companies prepare for the future and really take it, leverage that human advantage that they have. So it just feels like the right partnership. So uh, Spano Pratt now partnering with our partners at LAK Group. Eric, friend of the program, good things yes, happening sir. for yep. Grubich. Whenever you come on, things go <laughs> at well. LAK, so you want, you want to associate with this program. Good stuff is going to happen to you. Bullseye. Hey, quick reminder, Mother's Day 5Q... Coming up at 8.30 today. All 
mothers will be represented on the yes. program. I talked with your lovely mom. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with Christine, your lovely mother. And I talked to the most amazing woman. She's got. I could listen to her speak all day, Debbie Lazga's mother. <laughs> oh, Deb, your mom's a trip. Yep, she's a hoot. I so love her. You'll hear it. You'll hear it at 8.30 today. Well, you remember the great Bo Jackson, right? Pro course, football, yeah. pro baseball player. At the same time, like at seasons collide. Never happen again. Barry, uh, I was going to call him Barry Sanders. Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. right? Another he guy did that it, did yep. both sports at the same time. But Bo Jackson was amazing. It prompted that whole campaign of Nike commercials, the Bo Knows spots. Bo Knows baseball. Bo Knows football. Bo Knows basketball, too. Bo Knows tennis? Man, they had all the stars in that one. Well, Bo knows something else, too, and it ain't good. So his baseball teammate, Frank Thomas, was having a statue unveiled in his honor, something you would think that he would want to be at, sure. right? And he was invited. He missed it. How come? I wasn't there because of dealing with hiccups. Okay. <laughs> all right. That doesn't sound like a real good excuse, right? When you hiccups, how long do you deal with hiccups? Well, it sounds like something you'd say, like, uh, my third cousin's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I had the hiccups. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't make it, <laughs> right? But give me a break. You didn't go because you had the hiccups? I have. I've had the hiccups since last July. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's something. That's easy to fix. So you just scare the guy, right? So Bo was on a radio show this week. McElroy and Kubelik in the morning uh, said he's about to actually undergo... He's, Last July, what's that, six, eight months? Mm-hmm. More than that, right? Almost a year. Has to undergo a medical procedure to cure this long bout of the hiccups. If you're wondering, Eric, if he has tried your surefire remedy for curing the hiccups, he has. Have we figured it out? Hell no. <laughs> I have done everything. It scare me, drink water upside down, smell the ass of a porcupine. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that didn't work? I guess not. I had heard that porcupine thing was a surefire way. For sure, right? Everybody knows that. <laughs> what works for you? Does scare, does, the scaring never I Actually, that, that water thing, I've, yeah. I've done the nine sips and then a big gulp. I've done that one, and I've done the underwater thing. Or head underwater. I don't know how to explain Never heard that one. I know we've tried scaring with the kids, things like that, because that's... Just fun. I didn't hear him hiccup though during that interview. I didn't either. So, but th- this happens to people. There was the f- the infamous hiccup girl. She used to be on the Today Show every now and then. She had hiccups for years. Whatever happened to her? They cured the hiccups, and okay. then she killed someone. Oh, she was convicted of serious? murder. Like she's doing time. Oh my gosh! Which was an odd and totally unrelated end to that story. Jeez. But yes, that's real. I didn't mean to derail the Bo Jackson no, segment. You asked. <laughs> so so is, I, he, is he still have them? So he still has them, according to him, and he's going to undergo this medical procedure. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see what, what ultimately works. Smell the ass of a porcupine. 6.43 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The 2023 Packers schedule is official. The Packers will open up at Chicago in Week 1. Their home opener will be Week 3 against the New Orleans Saints. Green Bay does get a Week 6 bye, and the Packers will play a total of six nationally televised games, including Thanksgiving in Detroit. The Brewers begin a three-game series tonight against the Kansas City Royals. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start. Our coverage begins right here on WTMJ at 635. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. 
The Milwaukee Brewers are in a bit of a funk here as of late. They have dropped three straight series, and over their last 10 games, manager Craig Council has almost as many ejections as his team has victories as they have posted a 2-8 and eight record. After starting the season winning 14 of the first 19 games, the crew currently sits with a 20-17 and 17 overall record. That's the bad news. The good news, the entire NL Central has been awful with Pittsburgh. Yep, that Pittsburgh Pirates team leading the way at 21-17. and 17. This isn't a press the panic button here, but an opportunity at the very least to take a moment to raise some concerns with almost 40 games into the season. The starting pitching has been a letdown, let's be honest. The strength going into the season was always the starting pitching. The keyword was. Corbin Burns has been anything but sharp, and Brandon Woodruff won't be back anytime soon from his shoulder injury. On the offensive side of things, the Luke Voigt experiment has been a failure. The team, for whatever reason, cannot hit left-handed pitching or pitching in general for that matter, over the last 10 games, averaging only 2.3 runs per game. Since Garrett Mitchell went down with his injury, the Brewers have a 7-12 record. Coincidence? Uh, probably not. Look, I don't want to be down on this Friday, but the same questions we had about this team prior to the season are, unfortunately, some of these same questions we still have today. Who is going to carry the load on offense? Will the starting pitching be a strength? Will the bullpen hold up their end of the bargain? All of those things are still unknown. Can the Brewers turn it around and get back on track with a big win streak? Sure, of course they can. But as we have seen, days like these will be more frequent than others until we see otherwise. We're rolling on this Friday morning. want to go in greater depth uh, a couple of stories that we've been following this week. Mark Cass is editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, and he's with us this morning. Mark, I'm interested in the reaction that you're hearing from local business leaders on the county executive's suggestion that they ought to be booking all of their travel out of Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport as opposed to taking their business to Chicago, for example. What are you hearing? Right. You know, really interesting one here, Vince, because you think, I mean, I mean, on the face of it, I mean, it makes sense. You should do this. It will support Milwaukee. On the other hand, it comes down to kind of, kind of, kind of your money. I mean, he's he's playing with the county money, right? He's playing with our money in terms of that. So, I mean, it makes sense for him to really kind of enforce that policy. But when you look at kind of the, you know, I'm traveling and I want to get to point A and B, you know, sometimes it's the easiest way to go through Chicago because one, it's it's a nonstop flight and two, it's probably less expensive. So it's kind of, I mean, it's a weird spot for these people to be in. They want to support Milwaukee. They want to grow Milwaukee. On the other hand, you got to look at look at kind of how much money you're spending, and and then also what the options are. Because I mean, I hear nonstop from executives, you know, here in the community about how we need more nonstop flights out of Milwaukee. We need those kind of direct flights we used to have under Midwest Express. We used to have more kind of pre, you know, 2020. We haven't seen all the return of that. We need more of that. So while it makes sense on the face of it, you know, implementing it sometimes. I mean, I'll admit it. Sometimes I fly to Chicago just because it's easier. When you mentioned the non-stops, Mark, it's a little bit tough with Southwest Airlines being the dominant carrier at Milwaukee Mitchell. I know you travel a lot, but yep. uh, you know that's just not how Southwest frequently does business, no matter where they right. are, but I suppose for their major hubs. So with, with Southwest now being our dominant carrier at Mitchell, it does make it a challenge. It does, because you're going through some of their hubs. You're going through... St. Louis, you're going to New York, you're going to Florida, you know, you're going through those type of places through Atlanta. So it really works. But, you know, again, for, for, you know, really for an executive, they're looking for that nonstop flight where they can travel sometimes in, in the morning and out in the evening or travel just over a couple of days. They want to, you know, really want convenience. I fully kind of, as I said, I understand growing Milwaukee and it makes sense. We want a strong airport in Milwaukee, but some people have to look at the 
bottom line, right, in terms of how much it costs. So I think long-term this will work out. I think short-term it's, you know, really some hard decisions. I mean, Crawley kind of called out called out some of the executives to do this, called on other cities, uh, I mean, other cities to do this. Again, I think we should do it, but it's, you know, it's not always uh, really easy. I'm just curious, Mark, how many people fly out of Milwaukee because of county business, if that's if that happens that often. <laughs> yeah, if we're looking for some place you know, in the no place left yeah. to cut budget, can we start there? Right. Yeah, I, you know, I think, yeah, again, it was symbolic, but I'm, really, I'm getting a very smart sure. movie. And it makes sense, but I'm not sure how much travel goes on there. You're right, some does, but not at the level that you see in, in you know, obviously in some of the other kind of people in town. But, I mean, it's the right message, Eric. But then again, you know, we all love Milwaukee, right? Because you get, you can, I mean, I mean, I always love it. You can, I mean, I can drive up, I can park on the third floor right near the front door, right? You go in, you're through security in like three minutes. It's a great airport. It's really easy to fly through. We don't, you know, but on the other hand, it's kind of long-term survival of the airport. You want, you want us to fly through there. And I have to admit, too, I wonder how many... If I work for a business, obviously I may not be setting up my own airlines, but if I have a flight out and they say, okay, go get a flight out, what? You're damn right I'm flying out of Milwaukee <laughs> if I'm expensing right. it. Sure. Well, but yeah, but that again, if you're in charge of that budget, Eric, yeah, you're doing sure. that, or if you're uh, the owner of that. Eric's got all kinds of cash <laughs> to throw around here, Mark, so you know, it's fine for him. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Eric throws money around. I think we should Doesn't talk to he? Craig about this. How about... How often do you fly here? I'm flying, yeah, I'm I flying on GJB's dime set all the weekend. time. Uh, listen, hey, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the hotel that they're opening across the yeah. street from Pfizer Forum. It, and, and you guys have done some reporting on this this week. So is this, Mark, where all the NBA teams are now going to stay when they come yeah. into town to play the Bucks? I think that's the hope. I went through there yesterday morning, and uh, you get up on some of the floors and some of the rooms, and uh, you know, guys like you and I, Vince, are in trouble because they have high showers, high mirrors. I mean, they were. I mean, there are rooms that are built specifically for NBA players. You know, very tall players, longer beds. It's just very interesting. They have you know a number of suites. They also have a presidential suite there that's twenty three hundred square feet. It's a couple levels. It has an outdoor green roof you can walk on and sit on. I mean, just a really nice add on into that area. I think it's going to really help the help the scene. And you know, they're hoping to host a lot of the you know kind of the the the, the these stars that are staying or that are playing across the street, whether they're NBA players or whether they're music stars. So a really nice addition. I think you should go through there. I think you really enjoy it. Uh, that's the suite that Eric books when he's just out and about. I think that's one where, where he actually flies there from your station, right? And then, <laughs> and then he books it. This well, is all on Craig. I understand. Right, yeah. So, you know, I'm thank God Eric doesn't work for me. I don't think I could afford it. <laughs> Throwing cash around like crazy. All right, Mark. That's expensive. Mark Cash, writer in chief of the Milwaukee <laughs> Business Journal. Thanks, my friend. They write it off. It's, it's a write off. It's a write off, Mark. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all right. I'm calling the IRS, Eric. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of you.